roomies. Thank you for joining us again. So this week, it's, of course, it's me, Maria, and Lindsay. <laughs> and we're here to do a movie that Lindsay has never seen before, that I actually saw earlier last year for the first time myself. Uh, that is 1986's Top Gun. So Top Gun uh, was extremely popular when it came out, starred Tom Cruise, was produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, uh, directed by Tony Scott, names we still know today. Val Kilmer is in it. Uh, Tom Skerritt is in it. Anthony Edwards is in it. And Kelly McGillis as well, who is the only, well, no, she's not the only female character of mine because we also have Meg Ryan is in this too. Right? So, uh, <clears throat> see, it was uh, released um, and it, the critics were like kind of eh about it, but audiences loved it. Uh, like the production budget was 15 million and by the end it grossed like 357 million globally. So very much a big hit. And of course, like the songs that were in the movie were extremely popular. Like, cause I did, of course, I didn't see this until last year, but I know, I know Take My Breath Away, you know, that was a huge hit. And uh, Danger Zone, I know that one too. And they, yeah. They use that a lot. Uh, both of them in the movie, they play them like several times. So, <laughs> you know, it was supposed to be a hit. So we have Tom Cruise as Maverick, Kelly McGinnis as Charlie, Val Kilmer as Iceman, uh, and um, Iceman is Maverick's like number one rival once he gets the Top Gun, and Maverick's partner is Goose, right? We're gonna just call them by these names because nobody <laughs> uses their actual names. Uh, it's all their call signs and stuff like that. So Maverick is a, he's, he's a Naval Aviator Lieutenant, and he's, you know, really good at what he does. He's very cocky, uh, always showing off, doing the most, not following orders. Uh, apparently has been in trouble several times. And once with the Admiral's daughter, we don't really get the details on that one too much. Um, but after he pulls this last stunt, basically, where he helps one of his guys come in to land because this guy is spooked after they ran into some uh, enemies. Um, and he didn't follow orders, went back and got the guy. And so, you know, Viper, his commander, is like, you have to go. Like, the guy was so spooked, he left. He was the top flyer. Now, you two are the top flyers. And I really kind of need you out of here. So I'm going to send you to Top Gun, which is strange. <laughs> They've been in so much trouble, particularly Maverick. And now he's getting rewarded by going to Top Gun, which is like the best school for all the best flyers, you know where they really learn um, how to do com combative moves in the air. Well, they recognize that he's great at what he does, even though yeah. he's like a menace. So they're like, yeah. we can't get rid of you. You know what I'm saying? But we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do something with you. So yeah. we send you and one the of, best of the best. I guess. And one of the things that he likes to do is go by the radio traffic control tower, like do a sonic boom by them, which is yeah very illegal and will get you kicked out. <laughs> he does this right, like two right. or three times in the movie. But he does let them know ahead of time that he's going to do it. <laughs> he does, but you still, you not you cannot do that. You cannot do that. Right, right. Um, in real life, in real life, like there are a few videos out here uh, with people who are, you know, actually part of the Air Force or naval, naval aviators who comment, you know, on the film who are actually gone to Top Gun or whatever they call it now. They used to actually call it Top Gun, but they changed it after the movie. Um, uh, I was wondering if it was tell you. Mm -hmm. It was a real place because yeah. this is very much like a propaganda film, right? sponsored by the armed forces to like make it look really cool you know mm. heroic and manly and stuff to get guys to join right right okay you know? um but yeah so you get people who actually went to top gun and like tell you like the things that in the movie that you absolutely could not do <laughs> because like maverick is so risky at one point when they're flying after these enemies he inverts his plane over their plane and has a Polaroid picture, right, mm -hmm. of this happening. 
And this actually becomes a big deal because once he gets into Top Gun, uh, there's uh, Charlie, who is like an astrophysicist. This is a multi-degreed woman in the 80s in STEM. Okay. Just think about how hard that would probably be. (laughs) Right. Right. That's huge. Okay. So... She uh, she hears about the story, of course, because Maverick has told it to everybody. And um, she, this becomes like one of her fixations. But before he even meets her, like really meets her and knows who she is, they are in a club, right? So all the naval air guys go to this club um, and they're like, you know, just talking to each other or whatever and like uh, trying to figure out who they're going to take home for the night and stuff like that. And uh, at one point, Goose says to Maverick, hey, I'll give you $20 uh, if you get carnal knowledge of a woman this time on the premises, right? And it's like, of a woman this time? What what happened? (laughs) Okay, all right, yeah, whatever. And so he and his buddies start uh, doing, singing, um, uh, what is the song? Never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips, right? (laughs) I can't remember the, the name of the song, but it's a very famous song. So they're doing like this whole thing for her, right? And she's like, okay, fine. You can sit down and talk to me. And um, she's not really here for him. She's just like passing the time until her actual date gets there. Uh, mm-hmm. He was an old, much older man. And um, she meets him. And then she goes to the bathroom. And Maren follows her to the bathroom. Yeah. Which I was just like, I would be terrified. <laughs> that was very bold. That was very yes. bold. I was like... Pick up, did I not pick up on a signal? Like, I no, was you, there was no signal. He's just trying to get the bet <laughs> of having sex with a woman on the premises. Right, right. And I was like, wow, if a guy that I had just rejected followed me into the bathroom, I would be scared for my life. I <laughs> what is happening? Um, but whatever, <laughs> she's not scared at all, you know, and she... Still is like rebuffing him, you know, a little flirtily, but she's like not really worried about him. And mm-hmm. uh, she actually goes by and tells Goose that he was magnificent, so it looked like he won the bet. Which, how did mm-hmm. she know? Did they discuss the bet? Right. I think so. No, they didn't um, discuss the bet. It just seemed like she already knew what the deal was. Maybe she heard it or something. Yeah, or so, maybe she's good gone through this before or something. I don't know. It's very weird. And it's just like, oh, this is very written by a man. (laughs) It's very written by a man. Um, So the next day, you know, they're at their their first like official day at Top Gun University. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Um, Where she actually walks in in heels and like the stockings with the line up the back and everything. And uh, she introduces herself. You know, she's going to be one of their instructors because uh, she's got again, she's an astrophysicist, PhD. She like she's not messing around. And Maverick is kind of like disrespectful, <laughs> right? Because she's giving she's giving her speech about like these plane these planes, particularly planes that they have been flying against, right? And uh, how she knows about them. She works at the Pentagon, right? This, this is. She's top tier, okay? And right. And uh, Maverick and Goose are talking like the whole time while she's trying to do this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, you all need to pay attention. Uh, and he's like, well, actually, you're wrong about the stats for this plane because we flew against them and I did the inverted. And she was like, well, where did this happen? He's like, oh, that's classified. I can't tell you that. She's like, I work at the Pentagon. What are you talking about? Yeah, he's like, well, I guess this doesn't cover it or whatever. I was like, oh god, okay, because he's he's cocky, right? And Mm -hmm. she's she's a degreed woman, so he's gonna show her up. And to be honest, not too much happens, kind of plot wise in the film, right? They do a lot of you know testing and flying and seeing if they can make it to be on the the board, you know, as one of the top flyers and everything, and. but one of the things that stood out to me when I first watched this film is uh, how homoerotic it is. Like, it is very like, to me, it was very on the nose. Like the very first time that I watched it, 
Um, because when they get to Top Gun, one of the classes they take, they're showing them, you know, some slides and stuff like that. Um, and one of the guys says to another one, he's like, oh, I'm getting a heart on him, right? And then the other guy says to him, don't tease me. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, so first we had that joke in the bar, and now we have this. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and uh, throughout the movie, everybody is sweating. Like, what is the body oil budget for Top Gun? Because everyone is wet all the time. Yeah, that's the first thing that I noticed that I actually tweeted. I was like, why is the air conditioner not on? Like, I don't understand. Like, did y'all blow the budget on the plane? Like, I don't. I don't get it. And nobody's wiping it off. No. It's like they're ignoring the Yeah. You know, like, it's either they're they're always sweaty from something, right? Either they're sweaty because they're in the on the naval base, or they're sweaty because they just uh, were in flying the plane, or they just got out of the shower. So everybody's like glistening and wet and everything. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of male nudity in this, right? Um, yeah. They're in the locker room a lot, and uh, there's a few scenes where they're like just wearing underwear, and the underwear is pretty thin. Y'all, <laughs> and I'm just like, mm, okay. Yeah. There's even one shot where one of the guys is like lying flat on his back with his legs open, and like yeah. another guy is standing in front of him, like talking to him or something or whatever. I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> I'm sure lots of stuff happens in the locker room with people you know you become close with because you gotta trust your lives to your partners and stuff when you're flying these planes. Got it. But also with the other things happening in the movie. I was like, this movie feels, I mean, it is, seems real gay. Yeah. Which is not a problem, but I'm yeah. like, hmm, okay. So I'm just like keeping this in mind yeah. as I'm watching the movie. And so mm-hmm. like when Maverick meets Iceman for the first time, Iceman's the number one flyer at Top Gun. It's played by Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer looks really hot, by the way. He is very, very attractive. Wow. And, um, you know, they... <laughs> I retweeted all of your tweets. I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they actually meet, they meet at the bar and they also like kind of meet again in the locker room. Um, but each time they have like this very intense eye contact. Now I know mm-hmm. they're supposed to be rivals, but they're smiling at each other the whole time. Val Kilmer doesn't seem like disturbed at all. Neither does Tom Cruise. And it's just like, Iceman is flirting. It seems to me like Iceman is flirting. The way he's looking at Tom Cruise and his eyes and then like at his lips. And then he does that one thing where he like bites at him and everything. I was like, okay, (laughs) what are we saying? (laughs) And of course the closest relationships in these these films are with the men with each other, which makes sense. and there's, there is a scene where uh, Goose's wife and child comes to visit, right? So there is a little bit of like, oh, there is a heterosexual couple here. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the things they say to each other are kind of weird, though. Cause she's like, take me to bed before you lose me forever in the bar or the restaurant with their child there and everything. And I'm like, what are we? Is that supposed to be sexy? Like, what is this? Mm, I don't yeah. know. I, I just talked about would that be in the 80s and maybe, um, maybe. I really know. Yeah. And this, movie, <laughs> this movie is very heavily of its time right um with the of course with the soundtrack and everything and with the kind of enemies they're fighting they never really say who they are um but you see like these red stars in uniform which kind of implies russia or ussr um, yeah. <laughs> you never really see them either. Uh, but anyway, so you know, going through Top Gun. Oh, there's also the very there's the volleyball scene is very famous. Okay, there's the volleyball mm-hmm. scene. It's all the guys. They're all half naked. They're all glistening in the sunshine. They're all very muscular, playing volleyball. There are no women in sight. And there's this song playing called "Playing with the Boys," right? And did you notice that uh, um, Tom Cruise's character 
Maverick had on jeans. I thought that was so weird. Yeah, because that would seem very uncomfortable. Yes. And it's like, you knew you were going to play. So why didn't you put on clothes? Yeah, but why didn't you put on clothes that was comfortable? I would uh, would imagine that jeans are not comfortable playing beach volleyball. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't think so. Especially, I mean, these aren't even like the jeggings we have now. So, no. Right. Um, And then then he goes immediately to go see a girl. I thought that was so weird. Hmm. And he takes a shower. Well, no, he he didn't take a shower over there, but we'll get to that. I'll I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, But the playing with the boys song is by Kenny Loggins. And I was just like, what are the rest of the lyrics to this song? I'm just curious. And okay. uh, so some of the lyrics are, I'm moving in slow motion, feels so good. It's a strange anticipation, knock, knock, knocking on wood. Body's working overtime. It's man against man. All that ever matters is baby who's ahead in the game. Funny, but it's always the same. Playing, playing with the boys. Staying, playing with the boys. Yeah, I missed all of that. <laughs> well, that part wasn't in the movie. I looked up the lyrics though, because I was just curious. Like, why did they choose a song? Yeah. What is the song trying to say about the scene? You know? Uh, and I, I saw that. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that was oh, that was a choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so throughout the movie, Charlie is like hitting on Maverick and Maverick's kind of flirting with Charlie, a little bit of back and forth. Um, I don't really understand why Charlie is interested in Maverick. Like it doesn't really make sense to me, right? Um, especially in her position, cause she, you know, she's the only one in there and she's probably used to being the only one a lot. And that comes with a lot of extra scrutiny as to what you do, right? So it's kind of surprising that she would like get with Maverick like that uh, to me so easily. And then also they don't really have that much chemistry to me. What did you think? Um, It is frowned upon, uh, especially somebody in her position, which I saw in one of those um, videos that you sent me where they discussed mm-hmm. their inter- um, interaction that they had to make her, <clears throat> excuse me, a civilian because of the whole policy of fraternizing with one another in the military. Mm-hmm. So uh, I see what you're saying as it not necessarily being that much chemistry, but in the same breath, I can see why she would be intrigued mm-hmm. because thought, like his um, representation preceded itself. So she was already intrigued that what she was speaking against, um, he could actually do. Mm-hmm. And especially because this is her job, you know, and she knows a whole lot. So the fact that she he's going against something that she's passionate about, that intrigued her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then she probably was already a little attra- attracted to him from when they first met in the bar. I actually don't think the person that she was there to meet, she was on a date with him. That just I seems don't like so somebody. Either. Yeah, that it's just like seems like the work or get to know you kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Or let's just handle whatever business we need to handle over drinks. That yeah, that wasn't that wasn't no no date. So. I just feel like she was already intrigued by him from the jump. And I mean, it's Tom Cruise. Like Tom Cruise is, it's cute, you know? Like, Tom Cruise that's is not cute. It. Tom Cruise is also notoriously short. And he is actually yeah. shorter than her in real life, which is just funny. She had to yeah. wear like flats all the time and kind of bend down and stuff. Yeah, yeah, because she's, she, you could tell she's tall. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, I mean, I, I can I can see I can see anybody being attracted to him. He's cute, you know. But um, you're right as far as like the plot and um, the interaction. Like it wasn't really too much plot because that's not it's not really why we're here. Mm-hmm. And then like their interaction 
they didn't really need, like, I don't think Tom Cruise would need to have too much interaction to pull somebody. You know, Probably so. not. <clears throat> you know, because yeah, he was definitely not- very hot at the time. Like, this is after Risky Business and stuff, so he was a star. Right, right. But not even just being the actor Tom Cruise, just him just aesthetically, he wouldn't need he wouldn't need to have too much conversation to pull nobody. So it I mean it's more believable than you would probably think. But yeah, but he didn't need too many words. Yeah. So while they're um at Top Gun, one of the things they do is they fly against some of their instructors. Uh and some war games and stuff like that. So uh, Maverick and um, and his wingman actually beat the instructor the first time. And so later in class, they're going over what happened. And um, Charlie says, you know, he's got really great skill and everything, but, and sh- you know, his tactics were way too aggressive and too risky. And this makes him very upset, right? And, uh, they're driving together and talking about it. And he's like, just really mad with her that she said that. And she's like, well, I didn't want to say this, you know, publicly, but I really admire your flying skills and everything. And, you know, I'm falling for you or whatever. And so they continue their relationship. But I was like, you were really easily hurt by that, my guy. That's not even the first time you heard that. <laughs> <laughs> and she, uh, she still gave you a compliment, even though she critiqued you. Uh, mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. They're together now. So Maverick and Iceman and the the, the leading contenders for the trophy like case to get their name on the wall and everything. And um, <clears throat> they try to they try to they try to get they tr- they're trying to like take Iceman down basically. Uh, him and Goose, Maverick and Goose, and they actually get actually didn't get into the jet wash of Isis uh, plane. Uh, causes both of their engines to flame out, and it's like a there's a, they're spinning, they're going down, flat spin, and everything. It's really like oh, this is actually dangerous. There are stakes, and they can't eject. Uh, Maverick can't reach his eject, and uh, so Goose has to do it by pulling the overhead to let the uh, cover off. Right, he does this, but at the same time, the plane is moving, and he hits his head against the this the cover of the plane and it kills him instantly because it breaks his neck mm. and uh it's very sad you know he yeah. he goes down and um maverick finds him in the water and he's just holding him and um the the life support comes and they're like you gotta let him go man we gotta take him you know he's gone so it's very sad like uh uh, Maverick quits and everything, and he feels like it may have been his responsibility, like something he may have done might have been his fault, you know, him being too risky and everything. And uh, Charlie actually is the first person to tell him, like, I really don't think it was your fault. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> there's an investigation into what happens, and they actually find out that it was not any of their faults. There was an, there was something wrong with the plane. Uh, so they they let him. They say, "Hey, you can start flying again immediately." Uh, but he's still like upset, and um, <laughs> he takes it out on Charlie for some reason. Even though she was the first one to tell him this was probably not your fault, and they mm-hmm. kind of break up for a little bit. So he uh, actually goes to his commander Viper's house, and they have a talk and. They talk about his father and, uh, you know, it's a pep talk, you know, to help him regain his confidence and everything. And uh, Maverick chooses Mm -hmm. to rejoin and graduate with the rest of his team. Although, of course, while he was out, he wasn't competing in anything. So, of course, Iceman wins, you know, (laughs) Top Gun and gets his name Mm -hmm. on there and everything. And um, Iceman is there for him. Like, he sees him back in the locker room. He's like, hey, man, I'm really sorry. Goose was a really nice guy. We all really liked him. He's like, I'm just really sorry, you know. And uh, and, and he comes back, and they're, they're, they're doing all their graduation uh, ceremony, and they're all white and everything. And, but they get an immediate deployment, right? So they have to go back and fight mm-hmm. into a dogfight. 
and uh, Iceman, no, sorry, not Iceman, but Maverick has a new partner and everything. And uh, they get into, they get into the same kind of situation that caused the previous accident, right? And uh, but Hollywood is shot down. Maverick is scrambled, going into a spin, all that kind of stuff. But he's able to recover and shoot down three MIGs, uh, the enemy planes, and Iceman uh, destroys the remaining two. So they like they're really working together, even though they're in different planes. And and they get to come back, and they saved everyone they could. They destroyed the enemy. They're victorious, right? They land, and all of their co-pilots and you know cohorts and co-workers are there cheering them on and everything. And Maverick gets out the plane, and uh, Iceman is like, you know, hey man, you can be my union, you know, whatever, anytime. And uh, Maverick looks into his eyes and says, no, you can be mine. And I'm like, now kiss. Because it seems like, honestly, it seems like with any other film, you would kiss right now. Uh, they should have kissed there. Like I didn't like that was one of the things I tweeted when they did that. I was like, you cowards, that was supposed to be a kiss. <laughs> yeah, so now yeah. he has his new partner. And then and um he later tosses uh Goose's uh dog ties overboard, which I was just like, what? Wouldn't his family want those? <laughs> Did he have two? Yeah, I didn't. Get that one. Right, I would have thought he would have wanted to keep that one. Well, it's supposed to be symbolic of him letting Iceman go, right? Because uh, almost like almost pretty soon after Iceman dies, uh, Maverick no, in the locker room. Not Iceman, Goose. I'm sorry, you're saying right. Iceman. Pretty soon after, I'm sorry. Pretty soon after Goose dies. Uh, Viper comes into the locker room and Maverick is there and only his underwear for some reason. Looking contemplating. Yeah. He's the only one in there too. But I'll, yeah. so he comes in and uh, tells him, you know, you need to get over it basically. And I'm like, it's just, that was just the last scene. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> you know, I know it's supposed to be macho and everything, but clearly this man is grieving and you all should be a little more sympathetic. Um, yeah. Again, just, you know, uh, but yeah, that last scene should have definitely have been a kiss to me. Um, <laughs> oh, I see it. But there are other things like when he, when Maverick and then Charlie are like talking, I guess, he goes over to her house mm -hmm. after he did that successful, you know, one of the, his successful flights. So he's feeling on top of the world. And she's like, you know, this is going to be complicated with you and I or whatever. Uh and he's not really giving her too much. <laughs> he's like, he's just like, I need to take a shower. This is, she's like, he's like, can I take a shower at your place? And she's like, no. Uh, <laughs> he's, and then he just kind of like, they have a little short conversation. He's like, this has been nice. And he just leaves. And it just seems like it's kind of hard to tell if he's really interested or not. Right. Cause nobody made any moves. Other, she kind of like said like, yeah, let's be together. And he was just like, this has been cute and left. <laughs> uh, so he goes back to base to take a shower and she shows up uh, right as he's getting on the elevator and she's like in this bomber jacket with this big hat on and everything and that's like when he's like really notices her, her notices her again when she's looking more a little bit more masculine and she's like what's going on <laughs> yeah. and he's you know half naked in the in the in the uh, elevator yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, and it's so funny. Yeah. It's it's so funny that um you brought that up too. Because with all with it compiled with all the other things, then yeah, I can see the case being brought about the whole homoerotic stuff. Mm -hmm. But the reason behind why she was dressed like that, like the real reason, it's just funny that both of those things are there, you know? Mm -hmm. So she never really and dresses like that at any other time. She does wear the bomber jacket, but she doesn't do the hat ever again or anything like that. Yeah. 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 But with the reason why she was doing the hat, like the real reason why she was doing the hat, it was like, oh, okay. Because like 
the reason that they gave was that they had to go back and, and do scenes. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the scenes they had to go back and do. Excuse me. So um I so yeah, so they had they had to cover up her hair because her hair was a different color when they went back in oh. and did those. Yeah. Yeah, so so but with you pointing out all the other homoerotic stuff and then that too because she's looking more boyish, it's like wow. Like mm-hmm. I mean you're you can you can really put forth a case on the homoerotic stuff. But yeah, yeah, and I'm not the first one to notice it either. If you go on uh, YouTube and put in like Top Gun Gay, you will get several videos about this. And apparently, uh, one of the comments on the videos was, was like, if you go to Amazon and you're looking for like uh, gay movies for men, Top Gun is one of the movies that comes up. It's one of the first ones. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. And, you know, and that was, like, one of the things that, like, he was, like, attracted to her. He Well, he was, like, obviously attracted to her was when she was dressed like that. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean. The there's first time, it's really, it's really just a bet. And, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Right. So, <clears throat> it's really, it's really a good case. It's just me initially watching it, I didn't pick up on none of that stuff. I really didn't. Like, I mean, I noticed the the comments and what have you, but I just thought that it was just like, you know, white boys being white boys. Like, <laughs> bros being bros. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> now, there are times in movies where excuse me, men have close relationships, you know, and um, they're vulnerable with each other and everything like that. And people will call that homoerotic or gay. This is mm. not that. Um, you know, this is not that <laughs> at all. Like, because Maverick and Iceman in particular, they do not have a close relationship. But the way Iceman looks at Maverick, like the things they say to each other, um, how attractive they both are, the amount of nudity and sweat and like all, all the time the the awkwardness of like charlie's relationship with maverick and then also uh goose who's the only other uh like uh heterosexual paired up man dies <laughs> mm-hmm. which in other movies it would be a gay character who would die because you bury your gays right um mm. it's just like very hmm what are we, what are we doing what are we saying here um, yeah, there there are also like a few, but mostly background uh, black characters. Um, the one that actually gets a few lines is named Sundown, and I was like, "Why would you call him that? Do you mean like Sundown mm. Towns or Sundown because he is dark skinned What are we saying? <laughs> what is this name? Right. Either one is not good. No. Yeah, either one is not good. So I don't know. Do they do they um pick their own names or are they given? <sighs> That's a good question. They never really go over that. They just have them. Yeah, you know. Right, right. I would like to know that too. Yeah. It could be after uh playing called the uh, it's called like sundowners, so maybe that's it, right? But uh, mm-hmm. you wouldn't really know that unless you're very into planes. I don't know anything about planes. Um, but the planes in the film, like the shots, the way they shoot these fights and everything, is very, it's amazing. Like it looks good even now, 2022. Um, for me, it got a little confusing because it was hard for me to tell the difference between which plane was which. Um, yeah. Because again, I don't know anything about planes. I was like, I really could use like some color coding here so I could tell who was who. But they're still exciting right. to watch. Yeah, I just took uh, it for face value. Like it was a cool right. scene to watch. Yeah. yeah. I'll let them tell um, me who was who. I was like, I don't know who I'm watching right now, but it looks really great. And of course it does, because again, this is a propaganda film. So right. 
And you know, it was it looked really good for it to be 1986 too. Mm -hmm. And then watching the videos that you right, yeah. right. And then watching some of the videos that you sent me, um <clears throat> yeah, they were leaning towards the whole music video esque. Mm -hmm. The MTV generation. Like, yeah. Right, right. So it makes sense the way that they were shooting some of the stuff. So I was like, okay, that, that totally makes sense. But then um, to know that one of the stunt flyers passed away during the filming of this, that was sad. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot to deal with for sure. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. The Navy was even like they had script approval on the film, and of course they had real people uh, enlisted from the Navy to work on the film. Um, but it's also in interesting that <laughs> they call her Charlie, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it, yeah. Charlie could. Charlie is a pretty androgynous name, you know. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, okay, sure, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm like I said, like I didn't pick up on none of that, but that that's not a first that I don't pick up on stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. um. Yeah, it, it is. It is a thing, especially when, you, when it gets pointed out, and you're like, you know what? I see your point. I see your point. You're not, you're not you're not um, reaching. No, I'm not pulling out that. Yeah, it's. I was like, the text is not sub. Like it is. It's out. It was out there for me. Yeah. And um, I had never, I had never watched it before, and I also had not heard like this kind of discourse around the movie either. Um, me. Before I watched it, uh, but it's out there and has been out there for a while. I like I was telling Lindsay uh, when I sent her the list of videos. One of them that I did include was um, an SNL skit, where several different of the SNL um, actors pretend to be different actors trying out for Top Gun. So they pretend to be Prince. Uh, they pretend to be like um, <laughs> Paula Abdul, like all different characters, right? And so one of them pretends to be this actor who played in Mrs. Doubtfire, who was the one that helped the main character get into all the makeup and everything. Um, and he's commenting on how gay the script seems. <laughs> he's like, I said this at the bar last night and all this other stuff. And this skit was done 10 years ago. So this discourse around the movie was well known even at that time, even though I, had, mm -hmm. I hadn't even seen it yet, right? Uh, so that's just very interesting to me. It's been a very well, long-lasting film. Like it was actually released in theaters and IMAX in 2013. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. And it actually was re-released in 2021, right before Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Right. So and that's so funny. Because, <clears throat> yeah, it's gonna make money hand over fist. And I just saw Top Gun Maverick probably like maybe a month ago. And I actually mm -hmm. enjoyed that one. And I the people I went with, I had asked them, I was like, do I need to see Top Gun before I see Maverick? And they was like, no, you actually don't. And you mm -hmm. actually don't. So I enjoyed it, you know, just as a standalone movie. But now seeing Top Gun is like a couple of things. I mean, they kind of they kind of spoke on, but not really in Maverick. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. you, you caught on, you know, so you were able to follow along in Maverick, but to actually see it and whatnot is something different. Mm -hmm. Cause like, like as far as Goose, um, I knew he died. So watching Top Gun, knowing that he's gonna die, I thought mm -hmm. that that would kind of like take away from the impact, but it didn't. Mm -hmm. I still was like, mm -hmm. oh no, you know, so. But um, yeah, because that moment yeah. is emotional and really well done, actually. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I can understand yeah. how it got mixed reviews because, again, there's not really a lot of there there. And it's very mm -hmm. clearly like a propaganda film. Uh, also, it's just like 
so macho and so homosocial and homoerotic. It's like, what are we really trying to say? What are, well, you know, like what, what film am I watching? Like, what are y'all, what is the message other than flying planes are cool? Maybe there isn't another one. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't I I don't know. Okay. Well, I chose this <laughs> film because uh I, I you know, we usually chose films that we have watched previously, like as we were coming up. Um, but we both missed this one. So I and I had just seen it last year and I just thought uh it would be fun for you to see and to talk about as well. Yeah. So unfortunately, none of us have that connection to it. Um, right, right, right. Yeah, but it, I mean, it was a movie that we both knew about. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, to, I mean, it's to yeah. grow up knowing about this movie. <laughs> what about what about ratings, Lindsay? What do you think? Um, let's see. So the ratings we have the rating list as um, one movie real trash AF, two it exists, three entertaining, four great, and five a true classic. I mm. would give it. I would give it um three and a half. Mm -hmm. It was definitely entertaining. Um, and I can see the impact. You know, that it, it just wasn't that impactful to me. Maybe if I was into planes or into military, mm -hmm. you know, I would probably rank it higher. But um, I do I do see the impact. So mm -hmm. what about you? I, I would probably rank it a five because of the impact is so strong. Um, because not only did they actually have like, the propaganda work. So they had a lot of people signing up uh, for Navy and stuff like that. They had to actually yeah. rename the school. The name was, the school was named Top Gun. They had to actually rename it uh, because of the movie. Um, the soundtrack itself won a ton of awards and was everywhere uh, when I was a kid. Um, it's been parodied a lot of times. It comes up in like a lot of, a lot of uh, conversations for film and stuff like that, like and for actions, 80 movies and everything. It was really huge for Tom Cruise's career. Um, so like Dirty Dancing, this movie, and like, um, what was the one where you can't handle the truth? A Few Good Men, right? Yeah. Are, are dirty like. Dance? Wait, no, dirty I'm sorry, did I say Dirty Dancing? I did not mean Dirty Dancing, I'm sorry. <laughs> the one where like, he slides oh, through the what? house. Yeah, my bad. That was not oh, risky business. Risky business. See, there we go. Um, yeah. They're like his three, like three top, like '80s, '90s films, um, mm -hmm. and to the point where you could have a sequel come out. How many years later? In 2021, yeah. you don't really get films doing yeah. that. That doesn't, yeah, that doesn't really happen that often. Yeah. You probably count on one hand, really. And for it to be successful as well, um, and to be even more favorably, more favorably reviewed than the first, um, really speaks to the strength of the first, to me. Um, so that's why I would give it a five, right? So it's not necessarily about like the quality of the story or the lines or things like that, but it is memorable for several different reasons and has left a legacy that spans decades. So that's why right. I give it a five. Okay. okay. I, can, I can definitely see see why you would um, give it a five. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was 1986's Top Gun. Um, <clears throat> let's see, but what shall we do next what? week? Next. Um, let's see. Uh, have you seen, you haven't seen The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, right? I have. You have? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. What about seeing I've seen that. Mm -hmm. You've seen the original? There's a remake? 
Yeah, it, they made a remake um, like a few months ago with um, it's a black version. Oh so no! Oh yes, I remember that. Yeah, but I hadn't seen that one, but I've seen the original. Okay. Um, what about Harlem Nights? I've never seen that whole movie. No, I've only seen clips. Okay, let's do Harlem Nights. Um, okay. Let's see where is it. Where are you playing Harlem Nights? Oh, um, HBO Max. Okay. Yeah. All right. So next week we will do Harlem Nights. Yes, and I will be live tweeting. So if you want to see that, you know, you got to you got to follow us on Twitter at Roomies Review the Movies. Yes. 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 So, Maria, where can they find you personally? <clears throat> oh, you can find me all over the internet at Valor More Dollars on pretty much all social media. And I'm also on another podcast uh, with five other Black ladies. Uh, it's called Nerdgasm Noir, where we talk about nerdy and geeky stuff. Um, also, Valor More Dollars, spelled V-A-L-A-R-M-O-R Dollars. Where can they find you, Lindsay? Um, you can find me everywhere at L underscore Renelle. That's L underscore R-A-N-E-L-L-E. And I'm also on another podcast as well called The Ish We Talk, um, where we talk about various hot topics um, <laughs> with our Let past episode or our last episode. Yeah. <laughs> our last episode, we discussed all the pastors that have gone wild. Um, mm. One in particular, um, the pastor that was talking about the watch, the Morbato watch. I am actually familiar. What did he say about the watch? Um, well, he kind of went off on his congregation about mm -hmm. basically about their tithes and saying how he's mm -hmm. not, how he's basically not worth your McDonald's money, your Red Lobster money, your your oh, Gucci, yeah. your Prada. Then he said, uh, you can buy a Marvado watch at Sam's. Um, I asked for a Marvado watch a it's year ago. And I still have it. Yeah, you can buy it at Sam's Club. So wow. yeah, this pastor is from Kansas City, Missouri. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. So, <laughs> so yeah, I I don't necessarily know the pastor. I know his mother. I, I grew mm -hmm. up around his mother because um, I grew up in the church and his mom was a choir director at our church. Oh, okay. So she was my choir director growing up. Um, so I only was around him a handful of times. But I don't know him like that. But I'm mm -hmm. familiar with him, and I'm familiar with the shenanigans that go on at that church. So yeah, him with the list of other pastors that just lost their mind this past week is we talk is what we talked about. <laughs> so he, he wants your Gucci money, like what? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I, you know when I initially when I initially heard it i was like i hope we're taking it out of context because maybe he's comparing like okay you're not tithing the way you are and you're saying because you ain't got it but in the same breath you're coming to church and all this that and the third but you should be tithing the same way that you know so maybe i was take so i was just like maybe we're taking it out of context but had it not been for that comment about that watch Mm -hmm. I could have been like, okay, we're taking out of context. We need to see the whole sermon. But he made that comment about that watch, and that just sent it over the edge. And he mm -hmm. went super viral this past week. They were talking about it on Fox. They were talking about it on the Young Turks. They it oh was everywhere. It was everywhere. Um, well, speaking of messy want, churches, Jordan Peele has a new movie coming out called "Haunt for Jesus, Save Your Soul." Yes. Have you seen the short film that that's based off of? I have not. It is uh, one of the short films that Issa Rae was presenting on her YouTube channel. Oh, and okay. if you type it, oh, save yourself, it'll come right up. Um, it's, it's dark. Um, hmm. It starts out pretty like, you know, light. 
But what mm. it alludes to what the pastor did, it gets dark. Mm. And it's kind of, yeah. kind of jacked up. With like, okay, the the film, I can't wait for the film to come out because it looks great. Um, it has mm. Sterling, um, Kate Brown, and uh, Regina Hall. And yes, it, Regina Hall is so hilarious too. Nicole Bahari really, is in it as well. She's one of my favorites. Really, really. So mm -hmm. yeah, um, I don't, I don't foresee the feature film going as dark as the short film did. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, he did something like the pastor, because basically the pastor did something to where they got sued, and now they're trying to come back from it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. it was filmed down here, actually, because they, in the trailer, you can see they go to Golden Glide Skating Rink, which was the skating rink I used to go to, like, in middle school. <laughs> oh, like, yeah? <laughs> yes. I pass yeah. by it all the time on my parents' house. Uh, but I will be yeah. excited to see it. It comes out uh, September 2nd. Uh, it's going to be on Paramount yeah. Plus, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see it, too. Um yeah, but I, I just I just watched it last week. Like I watched the trailer last week. And then when I saw the trailer, I was like, well, let me look up some stuff. And when I looked it up, I found the um short film. And I was like, oh okay, MG, this short it's a good short film. Um, but what it alludes to is mm -hmm. it's pretty dark. So all right. yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, all right. So let's remind the roomies one more time again what we're watching for next week. We are watching Harlem Nights, um, starring yes. uh, Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy. Yes, so, it's a uh, classic film. I've seen scenes from it, uh, but yeah, it's join us next week. You can watch on HBO Max if you want to watch it, you know, and so you can come back to the conversation. Yes, yes, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.